Welcome to the Veritas Equipping Podcast, a podcast designed to provide insight, resources, and biblical wisdom. Our mission as Veritas Church is raise up mature disciples, send out everyday missionaries, glorify God. Join us as we pursue Jesus to become mature disciples and effective disciple makers for God's glory. Hey Veritas, what's up? It's Michael here today with Matthew Morkin. Here I am. Hi, Michael. How are you? I don't know what... Matthew just shot guns with his fingers right now, but I'm not real sure what just happened. It was a brief attempt at a drum roll, and I I started on the wrong wrong one. I thought it was shooting guns. (laughs) There you go. This is Matthew Morgan, one of our elders with us today. We are super thankful to have him uh, not only as an elder, but on our staff at Veritas uh, doing so much work with so many people and just a great pastor. So Matthew, thanks for joining us today. We are in a series on this equipping podcast uh, in the middle of our Genesis preaching series, Um, but this series of podcasts to go along with that is Thoughts on Genesis and Our Culture, How the World Began and Where It Is Today. So uh, we have covered creation already. We have covered what it means to work and today we are talking about rest, all right? So uh, just a second ago, Matthew just started snoring, so that was like yeah. the, the perfect way to just do this podcast, And then right? you guys started talking and woke me up, <laughs> so I'm disappointed. I'm still, I'm coming in on this one grouchy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so before we jump into uh, talking about rest according to uh, the Bible, uh, what is something, Matthew, that you have been loving or learning lately just in life? Loving, I have been loving this fall. Are we allowed to be that you shallow? You stole my answer. You didn't even oh, look at my answer. Oh, I got it. I was gonna. It. You had referenced another one, and I thought, you know, I have really been loving this fall. So I'll I'll hone in. Okay. I have been loving cycling this fall because it isn't a thousand percent humidity and ridiculously hot. So it's been really Matthew, great. You did not live in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, at one True. point in your life. I'm, but I am further south than where I used Correct. to live. Correct. Yes. <laughs> so uh, nine hours south. And uh, man, it has been beautiful out there. And just, you know, the other day I was going to actually not on a bicycle, but ride my moped to the uh, elder meeting at 530 a.m. We make fun of you right now. Thank you. Uh, and uh, you're just jealous. They're all jealous <laughs> of me scooting around. Uh, anyways, um, it was a little bit brisk out there. And uh, but man, that's beautiful. And th- you know, okay. It's brisk, and then you smell the cereal. Like, what city can do that? It's just crisp in the morning, and then you smell, uh, what is it? Crunch berries. Crunch berries. I literally got out of the car for our early morning elder meeting, and I was like, oh, crunch berries. I'm the only one in the parking lot at 5.15 in the morning, and I was smiling from ear to ear because I smelled crunch berries. What city can claim that? Like crisp fall air and crunch berries. Yeah, but there's also way, there's very different smells that we smell in Cedar Rapids sometimes. Yes, and the one last week was tough. It was a little (laughs) brutal, brought tears to my eyes, you know, but but crunch berries and the other various flavors seem to come more frequently. So for all those listeners outside of Cedar Rapids that are like, what are you talking about, uh, crunch berries because you know there's at least six people listening outside of cedar rapids they're all in yeah. marion probably yeah um yeah. but welcome Marian. we get <laughs> we get this wonderful smell from quaker oats mm. uh, maybe monthly of literally captain crunch crunch berry smell 
in our city. But you know what it is? It's not like when you just open the box. It's like when you've eaten all the cereal and there's just the crumbs of goodness at the bottom. And it's like you could climb in the box. It's just all <laughs> around you. It's so intense. I just picture Matthew with his head stuck in the box of cereal. <laughs> and that's a picture of my life. There you go. <laughs> I don't know what that means, but yeah. So Matthew has been uh, enjoying the weather. Uh, we've yeah. both been enjoying crunch berry smells. Are you um, ready for fall? Are you uh, one of the pumpkin spice latte guys? You know, I don't how... drink coffee. I'm yeah. never. I'm. I'm excited about hot chocolate again. Yeah. I just hot chocolate. It's not one of those things that I get excited about when it's 90 degrees outside. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's often 35 degrees in our offices. So yeah, that's I, true. That's I feel like right. I have to drink hot chocolate. I feel like they've in been the preparing us all summer for winter. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Absolutely. And so, um, yeah, I have been, I do not do the pumpkin spice. I mean, I don't mind pumpkin spice something. Like, mm-hmm. it's good. Give me pumpkin pie any day. But, uh, I mean, I think I mentioned this on the last podcast. I love football starting mm-hmm. up, college yeah. football, NFL football. My fantasy football team lost the first week because of so Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, Packers fans. Um, I'm so but, glad the Packers lost. I know, Matthew, yes. as a Vikings guy right Woo-hoo! here. All right. So, Church, you are learning a lot about us, what we, what we care about here. Um, all right. So let's transition away from pumpkin spice crunch berries. Wouldn't that be and amazing? Fall. Pumpkin spice crunch berries. No, that would ruin mm. it. That would ruin it. No, uh, yep. All right, so away from fall and great weather to let's talk about rest. Like, we all, I mean, I think everybody loves rest um, on some level, right? Now, I think that in our culture, uh, maybe even in the church, how we view rest may be different from how the Bible speaks about rest. Mm-hmm. So let's just jump right into the scriptures, Matthew. What does the Bible say about rest? And maybe even why are we talking about it in a Genesis podcast? Yeah, and I think it's fitting with the Genesis podcast. I remember a few years ago at my previous church, um, we were teaching through the Ten Commandments, and that one of the commandments is remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. And the teacher pointed out, it's remember, he's not making a commandment about the Sabbath. And that hit me like a ton of bricks. Maybe it's just me. It, it just struck me. But the Sabbath day is something that was created, uh, you know, if you want to call it that, in the beginning. God has spent his time um, very intricately creating the trees that bear fruit and their seeds, and he's created the vegetation, and he's created the things that swarm in the ocean. And then at the end, he, not because he needs to take a break, he, he rests. He, he does nothing. And that is the source and the root, and that's why we're talking about it in this series on Genesis. Like, this is the beginning of rest, it's, and it started at the beginning. Sure, and I think that's so important for our people to know that, like, God wasn't tired after six days. I mean, because he created the world just by speaking. Like, if we just talk, we don't get tired, right? But, and God doesn't need rest, um, but his work was completed, and he was able to sit down and rest as a result of that. I think we see that a lot of times in Scripture. Even when Jesus is introduced in Hebrews chapter 1, um, as you know, the, for the longest time God's speaking through the prophets, now he's speaking through Jesus, through his Son, and it says, the one who's sat down at the right hand of the Father. Like, mm-hmm. Jesus has sat down at the right hand of the Father because his work was completed. Mm-hmm. Like, he died on the cross, he rose from the dead, like he had come for this work, he accomplished his work, now he ascends to heaven, and he's sitting at the right hand of the Father as a result of the completed work, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, We see it 
uh, I mean, you really see it all throughout Hebrews. Um, the author of Hebrews is talking about rest. He's often comparing it to wandering in the wilderness for the children of Israel. Mm-hmm. They're wandering around. They're striving. They're constantly kind of, what is going on? What are we doing? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you, you're, there's a rest that's even better than what Joshua was going to give mm-hmm. you. Going into the promised land, you think that's your rest, but there's a better rest. Mm-hmm. And that, that better rest is with the Lord forever, in His mm-hmm. presence forever. And so Hebrews talks a lot about it, um, even in the Gospels, right? Yeah. I love I love the references to rest, not so much in a Sabbath sense, although it's talked about a lot in the Gospels. I love the fact that Jesus can rest in a storm. Hmm. You know, Jesus can rest in a storm, and you're thinking like, Jesus, you're in a boat with these guys. Like this is a sweet time; they're paying attention, or they're rowing, or whatever they're doing exactly. And you could be teaching them that much more. You only have three years. Like go, go, go. And even that sounds busy and unrestful. But here you have him in the storm. They're crossing the lake to the other side, and he was in the stern asleep on a cushion. And to the point where the disciples get kind of frustrated and they're scared, and they're like, what are you doing up here sleeping? And and you see, again, the source kind of where his rest comes from when he gets up and says, cease, and it stops immediately. Yeah, and then it, and just so that's like kind of Mark 4, Matthew 11, kind of the classic... Uh, passage about rest from Jesus where he says, come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Mm-hmm. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. Mm-hmm. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So here's Jesus, and he's talking about rest for our souls, not just rest because we're like physically tired. And we're not just talking about sleeping here and just so i think when when you see the topic of oh they're talking about rest like how do i find rest in this life we're more more than just sleeping we're talking about like a satisfaction of your soul like where you're gonna run to jesus and find that satisfaction Mm -hmm. where a lot of other things striving cease right where Mm -hmm. that's where you're gonna find it so Mm -hmm. i uh I have a missionary, um, I would say acquaintance, I wouldn't necessarily call him a friend just because I don't know him as well, Um, but um, he is a a missionary in the Middle East, and I asked him about rest compared to people in the Middle East, and he was like, man, by the time, in the country that he was living in at the time, he was like, by the time somebody is in their 60s, they're done, because they have worked, 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 Mm -hmm. and just worn themselves out, and he even gave the illustration of like, the Bedouins in the desert where they're constantly striving and looking for this oasis. Mm -hmm. And that's what their life is about. I got to keep going and going and wandering and wandering. I just thought that was a great illustration for how we live our lives, right? Mm -hmm. Now, um, why is it, Matthew, and I think both you and I would agree with this even in our own hearts, like why is it so difficult for Christians to rest. Like, why do we as Christians struggle with rest? And I say we we get that because I think you and I both can struggle with rest sometimes, even personally. Yeah, I feel like it'd be less hypocritical to talk about how enjoyable fall is uh, <laughs> than to talk about rest. But I, I mean, I I want to be needed. And I think I think I want to be needed. I want to create neat things. I want to do stuff. Um, I've only got a couple days of the weekend and kind of diving into projects or various things or, or even trying to find peace. I mean, I think I could easily challenge myself and some of the things that I really enjoy, I'm actually probably seeking rest in. Mm. 
and peace. And so I think many of us, I mean, my goodness, we're, we're busy. We're busy. I'm busy. And I think that is the biggest hurdle. I'm busy with good things. I've got a few distracting, probably not so great things on my plate and I'm busy. I'm busy. I mean, what would you say to that? I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it's just huge. The, the frenetic pace that we tend to live at in in America. I don't know if it's just America. Though. I think it's just most of the world. Yeah, mm-hmm. lives just at this crazy pace, and it's like I don't have time mm-hmm. to sit down, or um, I just there's no way I can sit down because the problems are still there, and I've got to mm-hmm. fix the problems, which mm-hmm. comes down to an idolatry of control, right, and a yeah. lack of faith and trust in the Lord. Because like, oh, the world is such a bad place. I know Jesus is the answer, but I've got to be the one to fix it. I'm like, well, do you have to be the one to fix it? No, you can't fix it. Jesus has to fix it. So I'm not saying we don't work hard. We just did a whole podcast on work, right? We need to work hard as unto the Lord. But there comes a point where it's like, I can only do so much because I'm one human being. And at some point, I've got to lay things down at Jesus' feet and say, Jesus, you're better. God, you are in sovereign. You're in control of this. So uh, I'm going to rest in your control, rest in your sovereignty, and trust that you're going to work these things out that way. I think in a strange way, it's kind of one of the most practical ways we display our trust in Jesus. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I think of giving. Giving is a practical thing. If I'm going to give you 10% or any percent, I'm going to have to trust that God will somehow practically fill in the gap, right? And I think for me to sit down, what I wrestle with is that God could possibly fill in the gap if I'm I'm sitting out for a day. Like, Mm -hmm. can he possibly? And I, and, and yep. Yeah, I believe he can, right? I mean, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God. So he did okay there. And um, so, you know, from being able to create nothing, everything from nothing, um, you know, it's a really a practical trust gap. You know, it's something that I wrestle with, and I think we wrestle with as a culture, as a society, and as a church. To... Totally. And we, we I talked about this earlier, but I think uh, we struggle with rest as Christians because we often are going to just try to find true rest outside of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Like Jesus is literally saying, like, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. But for us, it's, oh, yeah, I need to come to Jesus, but I really need to binge this Netflix show. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm going to find rest. I'm tired from the work week. Let me go just sit down on my couch and veg out for a, five hours five episodes, mm-hmm. that's where I'm going to find true rest. But we all know that when we get done with that, we're like, oh, I just kind of feel miserable, <laughs> right? Well, don't forget the bowl of chips that goes with that rest. But I mean, <laughs> but I mean, I think I think that's a thing where, where rest becomes, I mean, it can even become sinful, right? Where you mm-hmm. literally have the Savior of the universe beckoning you like, hey, come to me. I, like for that, that peace that, you know, you're, you're wrestling with that deep inside your soul and you just want peace and maybe your aching is getting to your bones. And he says like, hey, come to me. And we're like, and Netflix and YouTube and mm-hmm. uh, and my favorite thing to do. And certainly you, there's nothing wrong with watching Netflix. There's nothing wrong with watching YouTube or, or doing the thing. But like we're using these substitutionary things that fall short when literally God is beckoning us like, hey, you can know me. And you can come to me, and I really care about you. I really like you. I, I created you. Come to me. Like, lean on me. Like, get, stop. Yeah, stop. Because I think uh, sometimes our forms of rest really are just laziness. Sometimes. Yeah. Like, there's nothing wrong with taking a nap. Like, I love naps. My family would tell you, I love naps. I love when I'm, I'm going to put my four-year-old down for a nap. He's the best, like, cuddler, snuggler. And he, like, we finish reading and singing a song, reading the Bible story, 
and he will snuggle right up next to me, and I'm done. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to take a nap with him because it's mm-hmm. just it's sweet, and I like naps, right? Mm-hmm. But if I'm just running to a nap to find rest for my soul and peace for my soul, it's never going to satisfy, mm-hmm. right? And I think about it more than, than even naps. I think naps play their role in it and are super rejuvenating, and many of us could benefit from them more often. But, like, to be able to sit in peace... And quiet. And I mean, sure, maybe it'd be hard not to fall asleep, you know, when you're in that spot. But like, what does it look like for a period of time to like shut the phone off, put it on don't disturb and literally sit for hours in the middle of the day? Because I come from a family. It's it's kind of bitten me too. like this. I always got to be doing something doing it might not be accomplishing anything, but the wheels are always spinning, always thinking, always trying to figure out and just sure, I can sit down well and I can take a nap, but I can't really sit and and not fidget or just constantly let my mind mm-hmm. wander. And so trying to even grapple with like resting in my mind while being totally awake and just really being at peace, like not having the TV on. And, and it's hard to walk into some of those things because like, where are the lines? Like, when does it become laziness yeah. and stuff along those lines too? Are there any other thoughts? Like, where do, where do you think it crosses the line into that area? I mean, when, when you find that you're just, you're looking again for that satisfaction of your soul in a created thing rather than the creator. That's good. Where the, I think, oh, I'm going to feel better like better after this mm-hmm. like you might feel physically better but like is the is there a deep sense of joy and satisfaction and peace that has come from it and if not maybe you've looked in the wrong spot now mm-hmm. Matthew you mentioned like turning your phone off putting it on do not disturb what are some other kind of practical things that our church the people listening to this podcast could do to actually kind of practically practice rest uh, do you want me to be offensive first or offensive later? <laughs> it doesn't matter. It doesn't I think, matter. I think for us, like we really have, there's a lot of really neat and great things out there. We have a lot of really great options. And I think oftentimes when we talk about rest, it has been like, hey, go do something you love to do. You love to mow the yard. Well, sit on your lawnmower, rest and mow the yard. Certainly nothing wrong with that. There might be an aspect of rest in that. I think what's been on my heart recently um, has been just the ability to not just don't. Just stop. Mm. Like even if you're booking your tee off spot or you're you're rallying a couple friends to go on a bike ride, um, just 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 stop. Just just don't don't book that. You know, and just to be able to like pause and like what does that even look like for your family? So that's probably really offensive. That might mean not jumping in this season on this sport, or maybe even you know you know just some really personal significant things that take so much time out of our life. But I think shutting off the phone is a tremendously powerful thing. Um, Shutting off um, the television, um, you know, you might be coming to your weekends and be like, Hey, I've been busy all week. So now I got to really like knock it out of part out of the park this weekend. Like maybe you don't like, what does it look like to sit and just trust, right? That some of those things will be handled. Or if you skip soccer for a season, what does it look like to trust God that your kid will turn out okay? Or baseball or whatever, football or whatever your sport is. Like, what does it look like to trust God in some of those seasons, even to properly teach them rest? Now, we're talking about teaching rest, not filling it with something else at home, mm. the housing project. So, you know, I think practically looking, like really evaluating, like, what does my calendar look like? How busy am I? And so figuring out, like, 
to practically do this. It takes shutting off your phone physically. It takes shutting off your television physically. It might mean like today we're eating peanut butter sandwiches because I'm not going to make a meal. Can we at least get jelly on the peanut butter sandwich? I mean, that's lame, but... Lame? Did you just call it peanut butter and jelly lame? Just peanut butter, folks. Oh, you are from Minnesota. Is that what they do up there? Wow. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You just categorized a lot of us there. Okay, moving on. But I think some practical things is you got to say no to something. Totally. And And I think in saying no, you're saying yes to trusting the Lord. Absolutely. I think that's so good, Matthew. And I would just say, like, this this doesn't need to be just like, oh, we do it, like, one season, then we're done. Like, it's a a regular rhythm Mm -hmm. of, of life where you're you're practicing some type of rest and Sabbath. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean, God created six days, then he, then he rested on the seventh. Like, I think that's a great practice for us. But now, I've heard in the past some people say, well, the devil doesn't take a day off. And like, well, well, God took a day off, mm-hmm. and uh, I think he's a better example than Satan. So, like, you've got to trust at some point that, like, God can handle this thing without you right? Like, he doesn't need you. He created you, and he loves you, and he's privileged, like, given us the privilege of being his ambassadors and ministers of reconciliation to go make disciples of all the nations, but, like, he doesn't need us for that, right? The rocks will cry out. We've been singing that song a lot on a Sunday morning. Like, the rocks are gonna cry out if we don't cry out, but he gave us this joyful, loving privilege to be able to represent him. So I would just go back to, man, a weekly a weekly Sabbath is really, really helpful. Um, now, that's going to look different for everybody. Mm-hmm. I remember we were finishing up our basement last year. Uh, Matthew, you helped me tremendously. Um, you've helped me on many, many house projects. We won't talk about the last one we just completed at my house. But, um, but now um, you can rest on it. Yes, yes. We... <laughs> anyway. All right, so we, um, when I was working on my basement, um, I remember it would be like go to the office, then come home, eat dinner, then work till 10, 11 o'clock at night on the basement. And then Friday, we have off here at the church. So Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday after church, after I preach on a Sunday morning, going to work for another, you know, eight, 10 hours. And just when I didn't have any day off the next week, I was miserable. Because, mm-hmm. like, we need to rest, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if we get to the point where we're resting just for our work efficiency, I think we're missing the point mm-hmm. of it, though. Like, we've got to rest, like, I think you even said at some point, like, we got to rest, like, the rest should be a worshipful thing, mm-hmm. not just an efficiency thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, man, even in this rest, I'm going to trust how good God is and worship Him as in control and that I can that I can rest in mm-hmm. that. So... Uh, if, if our church, as they're listening to this, could take away one thing from this podcast, what would you have them take away, Matthew? I mean, I think the point we've been building to, especially as we've been talking about Genesis, is that this God, this God, he's in control. And I think for growth in my own heart is to trust him in control. Now, trusting God doesn't mean your house project necessarily just gets done. Like he could do that. I'd love him to start in my house. Um, but but really trusting him that he could potentially provide, that maybe you don't need to do that thing. And so I'd love to see our church like coming into rest, not for the sake of more efficiency, like we just talked about, but for the sake of like, man, God is in control, I can rest. And even for some of us to really pursue the fact, like, are we trying to find that peace and hope and rest in our favorite hobby? When it, Jesus says, like, no, hang out with me. Like, let's Sabbath together. I've set aside a day. I've given this day to you. It's made for you. 
and you can worship me. And, and what does it look like for you just to stop for a few hours for a day to really focus and stop your mind from wondering and set your mind on him in your rest? Yeah. I, I think we've, we've hit this over and over, but go find your rest in Jesus. Don't just look for it in other created things. Look for it in the creator. Um, so like, if you want to truly find rest for your soul, like go to his word. Like, I'm not just saying like, just reading your Bible doesn't fix it because you can be a like there can be a legalistic striving and you just reading your Bible where you're not finding rest, right? Like that's the Pharisees are gonna like, oh yeah, we know the law. Were they resting in the work of Jesus and in his gospel? No, right? So uh, but I do think if you're gonna find rest in Jesus, like you're gonna spend time with Jesus and we mm-hmm. do that through his word. So <clears throat> Matthew, do you have any other um like resources for our church at all um, when it comes to rest? You know, I haven't read tons of stuff, but I did see a flyer for a Serta mattress. Um, so <laughs> yes. that is an option. I think there's another one called Purple. I hear they're soft, and you can gain sleep on them. There are a million different kinds of mattresses. We are we are in the process of searching for a mattress because oh. where I'm where I'm sleeping, I fall into a big hole in yes. our mattress, basically, because oh we've had it for uh, well over a decade. Mm-hmm. Anyway, that's another point, um, and we asked people, uh, give us recommendations on mattresses, and we got like 50 different recommendations. Yep. So anyway, um, yes, a, a good mattress and a good couch to take a nap on. It could get you some kind of rest, right? Uh, a book that I, I have not personally read, but I know many people on our church staff have read, um, people I respect have read, and it's been really helpful. It's called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. How to Stay Emotionally Healthy and Spiritually Alive in the Chaos of the Modern World. Hmm. Uh, That book's by John Mark Comer. Again, that's The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry by John Mark Comer. Uh, I've heard a lot of great things from that book. Um, I think Gentle and Lowly um, by Ortland is really, really good. We went through that as a church, had a book study on that, so I think that would be really helpful as well. Um, So Veritas, man, we won't our church, we want you guys to be restful people. We don't want to be marked as people who just live at a frenetic pace depending on ourselves and depending on other things to give us peace because we want to find our rest in Jesus. Um, So please keep resting. Uh, Now, before we finish this up, one of the things we've we've started to do on this podcast, Matthew, is just to give a shout-out to somebody uh, at Veritas that's doing great work. They're growing as a mature disciple. They're living as an everyday missionary. Um, and or they're just glorifying God in different areas of their lives. So who would you give a shout-out to? I'm giving a shout-out to Mike Martin. He has done Leadership Pathway and has completed it and uh, will be a co-leader. And then he is helping us out in Gospel Pathway, mentoring uh, two guys this session and just loves Jesus, trying to display Jesus through those discipleship opportunities and then through his optometry business. That's awesome. I would give a shout-out today to Paul and Lori Campbell, uh, Paul and Lori have been phenomenal on so many different levels and so many different ministries where it's Lori serving in kids ministry, uh, both helping out in steps in the past. Um, but then Paul and Lori are like killing it at Veritas Urbana right now. They show up. They actually don't live any closer to Cedar Rapids than Urbana, but they decided to go be a part of the church plant. They're way is, out there. Yeah, they're, I don't, they live in the middle of nowhere. Yep. Um, but they show up to Veritas Urbana every Sunday 
They are super faithful, working behind the scenes. A lot of people wouldn't even know who they are, but they are just doing a phenomenal job. God is working through them. So incredible job, Paul and Lori. We're super thankful for you, uh, super thankful for Mike as well. And Veritas, we are super thankful for you, our church. Uh, we're grateful to be a part of it. We're grateful that we get the opportunity and the privilege to serve you guys. And because you are growing as mature disciples, you're living as everyday missionaries. And what I love the most is you are glorifying God with your lives. So keep it up and we will uh, be back again for another podcast in this series soon. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Veritas Equipping Podcast. If you have any questions you would like us to address or ideas on how we can serve you better, please reach out to us by email at info at veritascr.church and put podcast in the subject line.